Uh, we ended up uh, by saying, uh, quoting something Jim Rohn used to say, and by the way, for those that don't remember or know, Jim Rohn was one of the mentors of Tony Robbins, and one of the guys uh, that, that was a proponent of NLP and whatever they call the second and third derivatives of NLP, and whatever Tony calls his, and I don't believe in any of that. I don't believe in any of that. And people have tried to do, you know, the NLP shit, and I eat them alive. It's, it's not manslaughter, it's murder. That shit doesn't work. For somebody like me, it doesn't work. For a weak-minded little cunt like you're dealing with, it can work. It was, in my judgment, it was developed for weak cunts. Now, the, um, I ended up by saying, you know, we're the average of the five people we, we deal with the most. That's normally your mom or dad, it's normally your mom more than your dad, uh, older brother, older sister, grandparent, whatever, you know. Sally is who she is because she was raised mostly by her grandmother who was a tough little bitch. She used to beat her with a wooden spoon. That's why Sally is the way she is. Her mom beat her with a wooden spoon. Her grandmother, excuse me. Who Sally has great affection for, ironically. <laughs> And uh, just like when the nuns used to beat me, you know, maybe why my Catholic guilt, I support two orphanages, a mission, no, three orphanages, a mission, and a school in Rwanda. But, and two of them are Mother Teresa orphanages, the first orphanage that Mother Teresa opened in 1970 or 71 in India. But that's the closest I am to getting any recognition about any Mother Teresa in me. But your parents, your grandparents, uh, etc., weren't trained, didn't have the background to, to, to do what I tell people. They weren't telling you to do this, were they? Was your mother, Rob, saying, man up, boy? No. Was your mother saying, man up? My dad was. Okay, but I'm asking you about your mother. I, 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 Fucking Israelis can't answer the right question. Okay, no. The answer is no. And so that's why most boys are closer to their moms. Because they only saw, even with a fucking bald-headed fuck like you, your mother said, oh, he's such a good boy. My mother thought I was an angel. I forgot my mother's ashes again, damn it. Anyway, my mother thought I was an angel. I was a lot of goddamn thing, but I certainly wasn't a fucking angel. So, we're the average of those five, of those five people, and they weren't, unless you were very unusual to have some world-class trained person to be your mom or your dad. You know, some of you, you know, were raised by a grandparent, and they were hard old school. You know, get the fucking shit done. And that, that was good. But there's a slide coming up. The, the, the greatest thing you can have done to you, as Napoleon Hill said, and Henry Carnegie said before him, is to be born into poverty. I was. Sally and I argue all the time, who is poorest? We go to my, by my house, and we're going to see slides pretty soon, about my house in East L.A., or the, where the house used to be. They tore it down. The government tore it down because it turned into a crack house. But... Uh, and then we went to see where she was from, and she lived in a caravan, a caravan about this big. 
four people in a caravan. It's like a mobile, a little mobile trailer you carry behind your car. It fucks like you go on holiday on it. Anyway, little like this, and um, the uh, and uh, where she was raised, and um, I said uh, I uh, I went to Disneyland when I was ten years old. My dad got a special deal because he was a cop, you know, policeman. Sally never been to Disneyland. Sally never been to a theme park. Sally never been to any fucking place. Nothing. And so I finally admitted, I said, maybe, and then she showed me the house that she was raised in. And uh, I said, well, that's a big five-story house. And she says, Dan, 12 families in that house. And so now I finally admitted after all these years that she may have been poorer than I was. May. The truth of the matter is, don't tell anybody on you fuck. She was, looks like. She was. She was. But just think about the five people and one of the homework I'm going to give you. Who are the five people you spent the most time with growing up? Now, the Catholic Church says, you give me the kids between one and seven or eight years old and I will own them for eternity. Why do they say one to eight years old? Because that's when you're, you're, you're developing your senses and your self-esteem. Zero to eight years old. Some people even say third trimester. Now that's a little shocker for me. I don't believe that. But my kids will tell you, if they were here, they've been hearing the five credo crap, and that's what they call it, since we were in mommy's belly. Now have they heard it so much since they've been as a, alive that they just know it? Or did they really hear it since they were in their mommy's belly? Now, babies are supposed to hear it from the second trimester on. I don't know. I'd like to talk to somebody in the second trimester and ask them a few questions, just like I uh, asked Mary the dead one. That's probably not going to happen. That's probably, I'm not saying absolutely won't happen, but it probably won't happen. So who are those five people you spend all the time with? And we're going to talk about it after you do it as your homework. Okay, and um, we'll move forward, and then we'll be just be, be better, uh, be able to better ascertain why you're all fucked up. And again, here's my favorite slide: a mother. Please tell Dan hi. I love him, blah, 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 and he's so right about moms fucking up their children. They don't do it on purpose. Okay, but the real takeaway for you is if you have wives and you have kids. That's a real takeaway for me, because for some of you it's too late. I don't, I don't mean too late not to be a successful high performer, but too late. You can't go back and redo your childhood, but you still can do something for your kids' childhood, or the kids that you don't have yet. Again, this is the guy that, uh, uh, the, the guy that told his kid that he, success wasn't for him. Now this is my second, uh, the second favorite slide. Miles, please read it. Children begin by loving their parents. After a time, they judge them. Rarely, if ever, do they forgive them. Who said it? Oscar Wilde. Famous Irish poet. This is right on. This is my experience in coaching a quarter of a million people, plus or minus. Doesn't mean you don't love them, but you don't forgive them. Shall we forgive them? What? Shall we? Uh, yes, yeah, absolutely, but you don't. I'm not here to dictate whether you should forgive them or not. 
Some of your parents have done such evil things to you, you shouldn't forgive them. I've heard some ugly, ugly shit from this seminar in 21 years. 50% of women have been abused. 50%. 20% of men have been abused. That's a staggering fucking number, isn't it? I look at you, you look at that, you got that dumb look again. And now, but see, now, now you talk about it. I'm 20, when I started the seminar 21 years ago, nobody talked about it. <clears throat> and it only started coming in the, since the uh, 2000s when you're talking about it. You know, when you go out to dinner to, together you, to bond, um, you talk about shit, you know. I don't want to know, I don't want to know, but you talk about shit. And by the fourth, fifth, or sixth day, you'll better appreciate why does Dan spend so much fucking time on this? Because it's all that matters for you to get across the chasm. And you can't jump a chasm in two leaps. You can only jump in one fucking leap. That's a Chinese proverb. I think it's the three slides from now. I'm indebted to my father for living, but to my teacher for living well. Alexander the Great. I'm indebted to the old man for being around, but I'm indebted to my mentors. And we already said, what did my dad say when I had the two big awards? I'm, uh, my, my son, I'm very proud of him, but I'm, he's successful, not because of me, because in spite of me. Now, some people will say that I'm training you like Pablo's dog. Pablo's dog was the Russian psychologist. Uh, animal psych uh, psychologist, I think, and he trained, you know, you ring the bell and they salivate. Everybody uh, you know, aware of that guy? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> he proved, he found that he could classify dogs um, so as to <coughs> predict how easily a particular dog would break down. I do similar. I pretty much no more or less know from looking at your paperwork who's going to break down first. Sometimes I'm surprised, but not too often. Number two, the dogs hardest to break down were also the hardest to return to their pre-breakdown state. So the ones that break down the last, meaning the tough guys like Mark thinks he is, are the hardest to bring back from the deed. Three, that any dog can be broken down. Absolutely. No question about that. And four, that he couldn't reverse a breakdown except by imposing stress. <coughs> stress. That's what this thing, this seminar does. It's very much like the Army or the Marine Corps. You break them down in the beginning and build them up at the end. Some of you are thinking subconsciously, oh, that, that, that shit doesn't apply to me. I had a good family my mom, my mom was solid. She did me a lot of solids growing up. My dad, too. Yeah, okay. Okay. Again, because this is what you went through. And some of you are currently going through it. I used to ask, I don't anymore because it's not germane. Where are you in the gauntlet? Where are you in the gauntlet? Next bit of homework. Where are you in the gauntlet?
Where are you in the gauntlet? <clears throat> Relatives, friends, pessimists, guilt, fear, society. Where are you in the gauntlet? And the Germanic people have a different kind of gauntlet. Because indirectly they got the Jewish guilt from the big war. Even though everybody says it, no, it wasn't my time, it wasn't me. They still got it. Okay, everybody got that? And if you look at it, your relative looks like a doofus, doesn't it? <laughs> looks like some ugly guy on The Simpsons. Now, do you, I've only watched, maybe, in my whole life, about 20 minutes of Simpsons. I never, I, I watched two minutes, three minutes, maybe 10 times and since The Simpsons has been around, 20, 25 years. For those of you that watch it religiously, <laughs> just right here, a bullet in the heat. Again, no balanced life. I bring these up a lot because they're important. Um, and as an interview with Ram Charan, who's a Harvard Business uh, Professor, which I don't normally agree with, you can't be a wimp, you have to make the tough calls. So I know when Harvard is teaching that, I know it's past my time. Because 20 years ago, Harvard taught the antithesis of that. So I know it's time for me to probably wrap them up. Because when guys like Jim Rohn, who I believe he's passed on, is he passed on? Yeah. Jim Rohn and Harvard agree with me. I'm through. It's, you know, but the world's caught up to me. These are billionaires that were dirt poor. Now, one thing that you got in, in common with these billionaires, you're dirt poor. <laughs> you got it. It's all relative terms, but you got something in common. And these guys, uh, oh, Ken Langone, my buddy, uh, who's up there because he influenced me. Uh, there's a lot of guys make a lot of money. 13 yeah. is, uh, there's a good documentary on. Lika Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen any of those things. You guys, you know, what, what, what I've seen, you can put on the head of a pin. You know, you guys could write, you guys could fill up a fucking library with all the shit that you read and all the pod fucks and all the way to go. The only reason I'm interested in pod fucks is because this guy, he changed my life. I'm not sure, I, I, I'm going to make it for the better no matter what, but I mean, he changed my life. I couldn't smell pod fuck before. Now I is one. And he made a good suggestion for the, the this stuff. He, you know, he's, you know, and I didn't, he's maybe the first engineer I ever knew that's kind of artsy-fartsy creative. You know, he, you know, you might be another uh, Cecil B. DeMille. Are you guys old enough to know Cecil B. DeMille is? He was the first Spielberg before Spielberg. 50 years, he was one of the first great movie makers. So, but it's a good idea, we're going to try it. Thank you. And it's not often I thank anybody in these fucking seminars, believe me. <clears throat> uh, but uh, again, I, I thank Brian and, uh, for uh, showing me the light. Now, I've, I've knocked down the fucking wall getting to the light because, uh, because that's who I am. I'm in a hurry. 
And I'm in a hurry. Okay. Fortune side with him who, who dares. Um, another bit of homework, just this is a What's the most daring thing you've ever done? Daring. And don't tell me learning to ride a bicycle. If that's the case, Megan will give you a key so you can jump off the tower. <laughs> Megan will give you a key. And for those of you that are cross-dressers, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. But life begins at the end of your comfort zone. If you want to get something you don't have, you've got to do something that you haven't done. And the... Um, and I've done one of the things that you'll, when we start talking about characteristics of high-performance people, I'm willing to um, get, engage myself in self-deprecating actions. I'll make fun of myself. The most famous that I ever, uh, not, the, not the most famous, one of the most infamous, I had to report earnings to the uh, Kuwaiti government, and we actually sent out the annual reports with wrong numbers. My, a big eight accounting firm made a mistake. A big eight accounting firms aren't supposed to make mistakes. So we went from a plus 17 million to a minus seven. And, uh, <clears throat> the, um, and, I, and you always get bad news in person. So I contoured from New York, came to London. I was there the first thing in the morning to see Sheikh Al-Sabah. Uh, Al-Sabah family runs Kuwait, the royal family. And I'm waiting outside with David Buchanan, the chief investment officer, with, which is a candy Scott. And uh, he says, uh, you didn't have to come in person then. You should have just, no, I need to come in person. So I came in to his office. I used to wear a bowler in those days with my hat like this, and I crawled in like this. And he said, oh, Mr. Penny, get up, get up, get up. Sheikh Al-Sabah was, I mean, that Al-Sabah was, I mean, he was a raconteur, bon vivant, he was a classy guy, spoke four or five languages. It, it can't be that bad. And I said, um, we misstated our earnings from a 17 million pound profit to a 17 million loss. He said, stay where you are. Mm -hmm. Stay where I was. But it cut the edge off what I had to tell him. Because a guy like me doesn't come fucking crawling in. With my hat in my hand. Did you see all the metaphor? You? Are you too stupid to understand that? <laughs> YouTubers, I hope I get a smarter batch the next time. But most of these guys are London reelers. Again, I think. But I mean, maybe there's a, maybe you got, a, is this a, you got another group of smarter London reelers. <laughs> um, but I've done some pretty crazy shit, uh, you know, because when you, you tell a guy that owns 30% of your company that you missed the earnings and the stock was going to open 30% down, I mean, that's not good news. Now, the Bank of England and the Church of England took it with a stiff upper lip. You know, but Kuwaiti Investment Authority didn't take it with a stiff upper lip. They wanted to know, but as it turned out, I made a positive. A negative and a positive, I went out and I bought five or six companies. And when you go, see people go on an acquisition spree, they're trying to cover some shit up. Mm -hmm. I'm the king of that. I know how to do that. So whenever you read in the newspaper, these guys are going, uh, acquisition hunger, baby, something ain't right. Because it takes time to assimilate a company. It takes time to assimilate the cultures. It takes time change the cultures from this to that and the other. 
So when you see that, you know something's wrong. Okay. YouTubers, we'll see you later. Thank you.